Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. so good to have you all here with us tuned in no matter where you are across the world um, we are appreciative that you are locked in with us today uh, this morning you may notice that we are in the new location and so thank you guys for all your prayers and your continued support that we are here and we are ready to receive you April 10th these are test days test Sundays leading up so that we can be ready and um, ready to receive you um, as you come. Colossians chapter 1, we're starting a new series entitled Behind the Scenes. New series Behind the Scenes is to show the operation of God in the unseen realm so we can navigate our natural reality. I am on a path right now to get our church to understand that the Bible is real and what the things in the Bible and what God tells us through it is very important to the lives that we have. And it is important to what we are seeing happening in our midst. That if you want to be a true believer, you must believe that the Bible is real and that its contents are real. What makes the Bible stand out from any other book is its prophecies that are accurate and has been fulfilled and is being fulfilled in front of our midst. And so by the end of this series, you're going to know you're going to be very aware of the supernatural realm. You're going to be very aware. And then not only that, you're going to be able to recognize and understand spiritual warfare like you never have. I promise you, you're going to see it a whole different way. You're going to be able to recognize what is what and what's going on. If you uh, if you pay attention, that's why Tuesday nights are going to be an extension of what happens Sunday, because I'm not going to be able to cover it all myself. And along with our pastoral team is going to dive deep, deeper in this series like never before. And then ultimately, our goal in this series is so that you can see how God is preeminent to show that he controls all, that there is nothing. God knows every possible outcome. Every pre, every possible outcome God knows, and he's already thought about it. God didn't, God don't make you do anything. But even in knowing what possible outcomes, God always has one ultimate outcome that even if we drift off, he knows how to make his plan still work. <laughs> Uh, God makes no mistakes. So Colossians, the first chapter, uh, Colossians chapter one, and um, we're going to we're going to uh, go into this Colossians chapter one, verse 15. It says Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. Verse 16 says, for through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms. Watch that heavenly realms and on earth. 
God created everything in the heavenly realms. This is not referring to the skies. This is referring, referring to the realm in which God lives. The unseen. He created the unseen, the heavenly realm, and on earth, the seen realm, what we can see. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What we can see. And then he said, he made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. All right. Everything was created through him and for him. Verse 17, he existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. I'm gonna stop right there. Let's go back to verse 16. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made things we can see with our physical eyes and things we can't see such as, here we go, thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. What does that look like to you? Ephesians 6, for we wrestle not against what we can see, flesh and blood, but prince, prince powers, principalities, rulers. And this scripture says, and the things we can't see, God established a system where he set thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. That means he gave dominion to these spiritual beings. Let's dive deep into this this morning. Okay, so I wanna break this message and I'm gonna entitle this The Unseen Realm. First of all, in order for you to understand, you gotta first believe that the supernatural realm or the unseen realm is real. Okay, it is not some figment of imagination. Uh, it's not a figment of imagination. This is not something that is conjured up, that it is real. Matter of fact, the unseen realm is as real as what we see physically. It is as real. If you don't believe that it's real, if you don't believe that it's real, then you've already lost the war. There is no way that you can believe in God and don't believe that there is an unseen realm. Because he does not live in the scene. He does not. He he is. He's not in. He created the earth in time. This is not. God lives outside of it. So you have to understand that the unseen realm, ladies and gentlemen, is as real as the scene. Now, let's give let's let's go through some Bible and we're going to give some clarity the thing I want to do is break this up in two parts this morning. First, we're going to establish the existence of the unseen realm. We're going to establish the existence. We're going to talk about its existence and, and some of the purpose of it. Are, are you ready? Here we go. The supernatural realm, I want to show you something, that the supernatural realm existed before the earth was even created. I want to show you something, and it's found in Job 38. 
Job 38, verse 4 through 7, I want to show you this. This is what God said in response to Job, because Job was complaining and all of this stuff like that. Because a lot of stuff happened to Job. And this is what God told to Job, and he responded to them. He got a, God kind of had to put Job back in his place, and he was like this. He said it like this. He says, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. You know, sometimes we can, you know, God, you know, what you doing, man? You you could be doing this. And God's like, hold, hold up, homie. Who determined, verse 5, who determined its dimensions and stretched out the surveying line? That's what he says. Who determined that? First of all, he says, where were you? And then he says, who determined? He already know the answer to it. Verse six, he says, what supports its foundations and who laid its cornerstone? Here's verse seven. And this is where you have to key your intention into. Here it is. So I just told you that the supernatural realm existed way before the earth was created. God created a heavenly realm first before that there was a scene, a earth, a universe that was present. And this is how we know, because verse seven says, and the morning stars sang together. <clears throat> the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. <laughs> he says that, watch me, he says that all the morning stars, it has this idea that God has this hierarchy in heaven. And the morning stars are not the stars that you think that light up the sky. The morning stars has the idea that these were like high ranking officials in heaven. That them along with the angels celebrated at the creation of the universe. Job, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the oldest books of the Bible. And God, and God responds to Job and he tells them, he says, watch me. He says, they rejoice. They shouted for joy. So that shows you that there is a realm that existed. And it is an unseen realm that existed prior to the earth being created. Ladies and gentlemen, this realm that we speak of, this unseen realm that we speak of is made up of God and divine beings. I want to show you something, ladies and gentlemen, that a lot of us, we only think of heaven with God and angels. We limit our traditional Christian worldview is to make us think that only angels and God are in heaven. Not understanding that in the unseen realm that we cannot just limit it to that is God and angels. But there, there's something that the psalm tells us. Put Psalm 82 verse 1. It says, listen, he says the sons of God. Psalm 82, Psalm 82 verse 1. Here we go. Psalm 82 verse 1. I want to show you something. This is from the Genevieve version. It says, God standeth. He standeth in the assembly of God. He judges, he judgeth, judgeth among gods. I want to show you something. We cannot just limit the unseen realm to just angels alone. 
because they are high ranking and they're high ranking divine beings that exist in the unseen realm, which God said calls him his sons. There's a difference because angels in the original Hebrew, it means a messenger. Angels, ladies and gentlemen, are not necessarily where God says that they are sons of God. You get what I'm saying? He says, and, and, and it's not to say, and I, I got to be careful, it is not to say that there might not be, uh, it's not to say that there are not angels that may be sons of God, but that, that part is not fully clear. But what we do understand that there are divine beings in this unseen realm. Let me bring you down even some more. The word, ladies and gentlemen, it said God, put it back on the screen. It says God standeth in the assembly of God. Now, let me help you understand something here. This word gods mean Elohim. He says Elohim standeth. So if you read it, Elohim standeth in the assembly of other Elohims. So what does that mean? Now, are there more gods? Yeah, are there are there more gods? We can say that yes, there is, but there's only one. He stands by himself because these sons of God were created by the only one, the true living God, Yahweh. Watch me. It says this. I want you to understand. Normally, when we look at Elohim, we always look at it in in the singular view. But really, the Elohim in its wider or broad sense, it means all gods are spirits, means spiritual beings whose domain is the spiritual world. It, what it really is saying is that all disembodied inhabitants of the spiritual world are by definition Elohim. Since Elohim is a term used to identify spiritual beings, some spiritual beings exercise dominion and rule given to them by God. Ladies and gentlemen, it is what God is saying that what Psalm 82 shows us is that God has a council. There is a divine council here. And that divine council is made up of the sons of God. I'm about to connect it to how it makes sense to you in a second, but I got to lay a foundation first. The reality of the matter is, is that these sons of God is a term of high rank in God's spiritual hierarchy. It denotes administration, administrative task and greater significance. See, if you read all of Psalm 82, ladies and gentlemen, you will realize that God is bringing an indictment upon his son. That God is bringing an indictment upon them because they have not handled the power that they've been been given to them by the only Yahweh as he has directed. Meaning that they have not been working in concert with God's will. Mind you, and if that's so, then that will tell you that spiritual beings or divine beings have been created like God in a sense where they have their own free will and choice. Because if they did not have free will and choice, you would not have a Satan. (laughs) Oh, my God. If they did not have free will and choice, their Lucifer would not have. You wouldn't. Lucifer would have never got kicked out of heaven. 
And not only that, the other angels that he was able to convince would not have went with him neither. The unseen realm is made up of divine beings who have choice. <laughs> and this is what makes it interesting. Then the New Testament says that we will judge angels. How will we judge angels? Because we have to judge them based on choice. <sighs> Let me give you. Let's go back to Colossians. It says that he created the unseen. He said what we could, the unseen and what we can see. This is what's happening behind the scenes. This is what we're doing is going beyond the curtain and showing how God has made and set things up. He says, for through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and things we can't see, such as thrones. Watch here. That God has set up different thrones, power, given them dominion, set them over certain places. Let me give you an example of this. Let me give you an example of this, ladies and gentlemen, and show you something. In Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32, verse 7. I don't think it's there, Vernon, but I'm just going to paraphrase this. Deuteronomy chapter 32, excuse me, Deuteronomy chapter 32, and verses 7 and 8. This is what it reads. It says, remember the days of long ago. Think about the generations past. Ask your father, and I will get more into this on Tuesday, but I'm just going to touch a little bit on now. Ask your father, and he will inform you and inquire of your elders, and they will tell you. Watch this. When the most high assigned lands to the nations, when he divided up the human race, he established the boundaries of the people according to the number of his heavenly court. Do you see that? He established the boundaries of the people according to the number in his heavenly court. Who is that referring to? The sons of God. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is referring to that in, Gen in the book of Genesis, we always talk about the account of the Tower of Babel. And what this is telling you is, is that at that moment when God scattered them all across, he said, oh, my God, he gave an inheritance to his sons of God. Because, listen, I want you to see the language here. The language is, is that you give an inheritance, they're heirs. In a sense that God is their king, he is their father, he created them, he, 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 he's what gave them ability and power. That's what they did in king. That's what kings did in the ancient world. In, in the ancient world, you got to see this from an a ancient uh, a he, a Israel a point of view. In that world, they would give their kings, the, um, the kings would give their sons or their heirs different uh, and their family members different type of administrative tasks. You rule over there. You, you get this kingdom. You get that kingdom. This is how they did it. And God establishes this. In that, in, in, in at the Tower of Babel, where he separated, and he said, "My portion would be the children of Israel." He said, "I'm going to call them to myself." 
and I'm going to give you reign over these. Can I show you an example of, uh, show you another example? Is that all right? Let's go to, um, let's go to Kings, 1 Kings chapter 22. Uh, are you getting this, anything out of this? I hope this is making sense. I hope this is making sense. I'm telling you this is going to challenge your worldview because we keep in church sometimes, we always talk about the devil and his devil and all of this stuff like that. And you have to understand there is even more. It's Satan ain't the only antagonist. <laughs> He's not the only antagonist. Let me tell you something now. You want to know why certain regions and certain spirits are more heavy and predominant in other regions versus the other? Because there are dominions, principalities, there are powers, there are rulers that have been set over a place that went opposite of God's plan and will. You want to know why you've been wrestling with certain things and bondage and certain things in your family line? Because at some point, there had to be something going on whereas though that that has that spirit has constantly and so you don't know you have to go behind the scenes to understand how you got to operate in the earth okay here we go let me show you something first kings 22 it says then micaiah uh, continue, listen to, uh, listen to what the Lord says. He's, oh, excuse me. Listen to what the Lord says. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the armies of heaven around him on his right and on his left. That's verse 19. I want to show you something. Verse 20 and 21. It says, and the Lord said, who can entice Ahab to go into battle against Ramoth Gilead so he can be killed? Let me give you some back contents. God was saying it's time out for Ahab. It's, his reign needs to come to an end. It needs to be over. And God consults the council. <laughs> God consults the council of heaven. He said, who will entice this man? That means that God gives his sons the ability to participate in the some decisions. <laughs> oh, this going to connect in a second. You just walk, walk with me for a minute. That God, he, he, he allows them to participate in his work. Not that God needs a counsel because he's all knowing. Not that God needs to consult with anyone because he's God. He can do whatever he wants. Not because of any of that, because he chooses to. <laughs> it's his free will and choice. <laughs> and so here it is. Watch this. Watch this. He says, there were many suggestions. See, my dad and I were having a conversation because really this series was birthed out of the message that he preached. And when he was talking about it, I was like, man, I sense that this is where we are right now. And so and, and so here we watch this. It, 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 he, he says there were many suggestions. That means there is and my father said this. He says, listen, we always think that when there's a war going on in heaven, that we think there's fist fighting and all of that stuff. No, there's a court. There's a legal system and people are bringing their stuff into the council. 
approaching the God of the whole heavenly and the earth and bringing it to them and say, these are my suggestions. And then here it is. Watch this. What This is what it says. It says, watch me. And it says here, and finally, a spirit, again, an Elohim, a dismembered person, a uh, spirit that the spiritual realm is their abode. He says, this is what he said, approach the Lord and said, I can do it. You know how he, he lost? Because there was a decision made in the heavenlies. And that's how Ahab went down. <laughs> there was a decision made in the heavenlies. A spirit said, right, we're going to put some false prophets on that brother, make him believe the hype, and then he, he's going to be out of here. <laughs> oh my god can i show you one more Go ahead. let me show you one more let's see let's see let me see if i got one more hold on ah here we go job 1 6 job 1 6 here it is i want to show you this again I want to show you this so you can see it for yourself. Pastor Brandon is not making it up. Pastor Brandon is not preaching another doctrine. I'm not preaching nothing that's random or anything like that. You can see it for yourself. Job 1, 6 says, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. That means if they, there are other gods, but they got to come to him. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my. You got to understand that even while there's principalities, powers and rulers, they only have power. But but so much. That means that God will allow only but so. Oh, my God. I don't know who needs to hear this. But God, I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't know what you've been struggling with. I don't know what you've been dealing with. You've been feeling like it's so much coming on you at one time. But let me tell you something. God will only allow but so much until he says, okay, I'm going to come and get you now. He will only allow so much. He said the sons of God came. To present himself, present themselves. And Satan also came with them. He said, Satan, put me here. He said, Satan also came with them. He don't even get that title as a son. Because he got kicked out. And he says, he watch me, he says, and the sons of God came before them and presented themselves. And this is when Satan made his accusation say, you protect Job. Let me get a piece of him. I, and this is what and, and this is what God, this is what, excuse me, this is what Satan brung to God. He said, listen, he approached himself and made a case to God and said, listen, if I, if you will let me get a piece of Job. If you take away his hedge, I bet you he would curse his name. And God said, mm, that's an interesting, that's an interesting appeal. Let's see. Let's put it to the test. <laughs> you got to understand. Let me tell you something that let me tell you something. Some things God will have you to go through because it is a test to show the dark world that, oh, my God, my servant is faithful.
Uh, don't fail the test. Come on, put it in the chat. Say, don't fail the test. Don't fail the test. You got to make up in your mind and say, ah, uh, 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 maybe God got me going through this because he's, oh my God, he's showing me off. <laughs> oh, he's showing me off to the unseen realm to show them that yeah, there's still a people that is committed to me. And though my hedge may leave from them, they won't leave from me. Oh my God. Oh my God. Though I may lift my hands, they will not leave from me. Job said, naked I came into the world, and naked I shall leave. God said, oh, he slay me. Yeah, well, I trust him. There is laid up a crown of righteousness to those who persevere. <sighs> now, now, let me move. I got to move. Now, I said all of this. Now, let's get to this. I've just showed you that there is a supernatural realm. Now, let's deal with this purpose. I just stated to you earlier that God uses a lot of family language. Sons of God. Heirs. I've put them in place. So listen, God put this in place. His original intent was so that heaven and earth, the unseen and the physical realm would mirror one another. And that we would be a one big, one big family. All doing the work of the Lord. And guess what? Those days are coming back because God said it would. Revelations points to that. So God, he, he ultimately shows us, and we're going to talk about it later on, is that this, the, this council, this kingship, he passed it to his heirs. And that the unseen would mirror, hear me, the seen realm. Guess what? God does not only have sons in the unseen, but he has sons in the physical. Point to yourself, say, I'm a son. Oh, my God, because upon receiving Jesus Christ, you and I have been adopted. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We've been adopted as the sons of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not an orphan anymore. I've been adopted as a son. Let's go here. Let's go here. Uh, I don't have it. I forgot to put it in there this morning. Sorry. Uh, I, I've been running on fumes. Hear me. In the Bible, the unseen world has a structure. God is the CEO, and those who uh, work for him are his family. They share dominion. They participate in how the company runs. This is how the unseen round works. Here we go. Let's go to and bring it to the scene. Let me show you something. Same thing. Let's go here. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, I'm going to read it to you because I know it's not there. But Genesis chapter 1, go to it really quick. It says, watch me. Then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 
Let me start right here. I told you that the supernatural realm existed prior to the earth being formed. I always looked at this and we always use this scripture and I'm one who's done it. They use it to talk about the Godhead. Let us create man in our own image, right? Godhead already knew what they was going to do. He says, let us make man in the image. He's talking to the council. The divine council, because Elohim is present there yet again. Let us make man, right? I want to show you something. Verse 27 then says, and he says, so let us. He said, let us create them in our own in our own image, giving them the same power and the same authority. Instead of it being the unseen, it would be here in the natural. And so God speaks to the council, all of the heavens, and say, we're going to make them into our own image. Let us. Elohim is present here. And Elohim is just not in the, is, is there. It moves from the wider aspect of Elohim and then and watch what God does watch the next verse it says so God created man he went from saying let us make man and let us do this and he said now so God created man showing you the distinction between him and them <laughs> showing us and I'll go further into this on Tuesday that's why you got to be there Going further, showing you that God is the ultimate creator. He did not allow, he didn't say, and then us, so us created all of this. You see, then, you see, then now that it goes from talking to the council and then the Godhead going at work. <laughs> because the spirit of the Lord hovered. That's the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the third person in the Trinity. Then when he spoke it, oh, God said, Joe, uh, good Jesus, John told us in chapter one that in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. So when God spoke, when the father spoke, Jesus went to action. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my Jesus. He says, he said, let, let us. He talking to the council. And while God and the Godhead, while God, while the Godhead was at work creating. While they were at work creating, the heavens were rejoicing. They were shouting with joy. Let's go to verse 28. And he says, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. He's speaking to speaking to man here. He says, then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over it. So, and this was happening all in the beginning in Eden. What was the purpose? Because hear me, the Godhead was not God. We understand that God was with Adam and Eve in the garden. The Bible tells us that he, he walked in the cool of the day, right? But only that, but it was a portal between, because that's where God was. It was a portal between heaven and earth. And here was here was the job, the original intent of Adam and Eve. It was to spread the Eden. Oh, my God, the kingdom, this this uh, this 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 kingdom of God, this 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 paradise to all over the world. My God. 
What happened? Disobedience. And we fall because of someone's choice. <laughs> Somebody made a decision to choose otherwise because they were deceived. <laughs> and the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is a lot of now that that was in God. Let me tell you something. A lot of this message is based upon this guy named Michael Heiser who wrote this book called The Supernatural and the Unseen Realm. And he illuminates to us how a lot of what we see is just not in the, because of the fall of man. It's, that's part of it. But it's also what happened at the Tower of Babel, and it's also what happened with the sons of God. There were those, and we'll get into it more, that decided that they will no longer, they, they, that when you see in Genesis chapter 6, when it shows you in Genesis chapter 6, 1 through 4, before you get introduced to Noah, when it shows you how, ladies and gentlemen, how the sons of God lusted after the woman. That they came outside of what they what they were supposed to do. They weren't supposed to mingle like that. Matter of fact, that type of thing had been broken because of Eden. That's why God had to kick them out. Because they, they have contaminated this holy place because of sin. No one ain't trying to talk to me. And that's why. Jesus, oh my God, there's a scripture that tells you that if the son of God would have known what God's plan was, they would not have crucified Jesus. That shows you that while they may have some authority and that they may have some, they may have some input on decisions, ladies and gentlemen, God don't tell them everything. (laughs) God, I praise you. Oh my God. They would have never crucified him. And that's why Colossians say that he is the first. Oh my God. Over all of creation. Not, oh my God. That means the heavenlies and the earth. That doesn't mean that Jesus was created. That means he was always there. He was always first in rank that when we says that oh my god when he gave us his only begotten that word means unique that he's unique of the rest because he's god he is the visible manifestation of the invisible god who only him through him that man could be redeemed and so ladies and gentlemen you want to know why There's evil in the world, wars, all of this stuff that you're seeing in front. Because the original plan, people made a choice. And I heard the God Michael say this. He says, people wonder why God just can't wipe away evil. And he said, this is why he can't wipe away evil. Because it would be saying that God made a mistake. (laughs) And God don't make no mistake. Because the reality is God, if he would wipe away evil, then that means you and I wouldn't be here. Because he created us with choice. And God did not create us as robots. God did not create us as people who was going to do whatever he says when he says it no god wants people to choose to do it because of who he is god wants people to choose it let me tell you now if you're gonna navigate in this realm you in this earthly realm
ground. You gotta choose Jesus. You gotta choose him. If you gonna navigate, if you gonna overcome the things of the world, that's why the Bible tells us to set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. That's why God tells you, fix your eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. For the joy that was set to form and the crowd despising the shame hallelujah I might as well break this building in and that's why we shall celebrate him the way we do because we made a choice and if you're gonna my God hallelujah the angels that decided to go along with God's plan they did it because they made a decision and those who make it into heaven is because they decided to make a decision a choice you don't get to heaven because of sin oh my God you know how you gotta believe this unseen round I'm closing is made up sons of God and of angels. Cherubim, seraphim are protective type of beings. When you notice when you talk about cherubim and seraphim are never in the same breath as the angels. They're more so protective. they guardians of the throne. And God created this with the intent that both would mirror one another. Because you and I, God has set us with dominion. He gave us power. He gave us authority at the beginning. And we allowed the Satan to take it. To allow him to take it. And you have to understand this. You have power, but you cannot forfeit your power because of a choice to go opposite. Anytime you decide to do opposite of God's will, you forfeit. You forfeit it. And what I'm trying to tell and get to us in this series is if you go behind the scenes, there's meetings happening that you don't know about. <laughs> oh my God. There's meetings happening. There, the accuser is, is, is trying to make his accusations. Hallelujah. There's, oh my God, there's other beings that are, well, let me tell you something. There was one pastor friend that told me that, man, I was going to the, I was going to, uh, uh, this, 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 uh, 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 remote, uh, country, uh, and, and I just felt so much, uh, uh, the plane was, uh, was, was going crazy and all of this. And let me tell you something. The reason why is because there's a principality and there was an authority there that did not want them to come you trying to figure out why certain things certain things I'm not telling you that everything happens and because it's the fault of those I'm not saying that but what I am telling you is you better be aware that it's more than Satan is not omnipresent and he's not the only antagonist there's rulers in the dark world that are more than just him I hear you, Holy Spirit, in the book of Daniel. Daniel prayed for about 21 days. 
and he was trying to figure out why could he not get why he wasn't hearing from God and there was an angel that came to Daniel and told him that oh my God but when you prayed the first day I heard you oh my God some of you trying to figure out why your prayers are being held uh, because there's principalities uh, and powers uh, and rulers uh, that are trying to that, oh my God to try to distort or to try to block up what God's plan is but guess what the angel told Daniel that we heard you and I was coming uh, but I got held up uh, and that's when Michael the Archangel uh, had to come and fight uh, and guess what uh, to give you what this revelation was Then the angel says, I'm going back to Persia. Because I have to fight this ruler in Persia. There's a ruler. Oh my God. You wonder why Haiti is the way the country is. You wonder why Russia. Oh my God. They're where they are. They are rulers that are divisive. That are dictators. That want. That's bigger than what you see in the round. There's a bigger thing going on. And God is still under control. And when it's time, God is saying it's it. Behind the scenes. Come with me the next few weeks. As we go behind the scene. So you can see what we need to be doing within the scene yeah. hallelujah because there's a way that we navigate and God gives you the plan God gives us the road map he gives it to us in this world this message series will challenge your traditional Christian worldview yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot that went down in the heavenlies that is impacted what you see did not just show you that the council in heaven was making a claim on King Ahab. Didn't I just show you how there was a council that made a decision and that came and Satan came before the council and wanted to get to Job? It's bigger than what you see. This is temporal. <laughs> it's fading. And God has a plan to restore all of it. And it started in the garden. Yeah. Yeah. The seed of a woman will crush the serpent's head. God had the plan all along in Pam's past. He already knew because God knows every possible outcome. Just because he's omniscient don't mean that things are predetermined. There's a difference. You still had to make a decision to come to Christ. <laughs> uh, oh, my Jesus, I'm finished. Listen, if you don't know Jesus, I'm telling you now, hell is nervous if you come across the line. I offer you Jesus. He's the first of all creation. He was not created, He already was, He existed with God because he is God ladies and gentlemen what I'm trying to tell you is don't let a day go past don't allow you get off this line if you don't know who Jesus is 
don't go to heaven because of sin. Excuse me, you don't miss heaven because of sin. You miss heaven because you didn't believe. You must believe. If you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you are saved. You have to realize that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. And the grace of God is applied to you right now through his son. Come on home. Come on home now. Come on home. You say, Pastor B, I drifted off. I drifted away. And I want to come back. You can make that decision today. Don't allow the enemy to, to lie to you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't, don't, don't let another second. Don't let another second. Right now, text that number. Text transform to 9400. If you want to become a partner of this church, listen, we need all the volunteers we can get because I'm believing that God is bringing a big harvest to TCF. That within a year, this place will be crowded of people worshiping God, serving God, giving them their all. We need partners. We need volunteers. We need your help. If you live in the state of Maryland, listen, if you live outside of Maryland, we got things that you can be involved in. Be a leader of a a life group. Be a leader in in, in our chats and helping to pray for people. Listen, this is not confined to a state. We pastor for all people from all over. Look at the glory girls. Look at our life groups. We can come home. I'm more, I more care about that. You know, Jesus. You can come to TC Evan and you don't know Jesus, you're still going to hell. Because you got to believe for yourself. Say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge I'm a sinner. And I'm in need of a savior. <laughs> Lord, I don't want to go another day without you. I, I acknowledge that you died on the cross, that you were buried. And that you rose again and that you ascended to the right hand of the Father just for me. And I want to make you the Lord over my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer for the very first time, come on, the heavens are rejoicing. You text that number right now. You text that number right now. Hallelujah. If you. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.